We're starting at the top of Samach Tanam Aleph. Yesterday we finished up a little bit into Samach Tanam Aleph quickly because of because uh, it was towards the end there. I just wanted to pass it over now that you have the uh, sugi laid out for you over here. Right again, we had six cases in the Gemara and laid out the six cases. So what you have in the sheet in front of you, I laid out the six cases. Right, three of those cases we said that the Av had the ability to be made for the Ned there, even though the Baal had somehow been eliminated from the picture. And the other three cases, the Baal was unable, right, or the father in one case, is unable to exercise the right to be made for the Ned there, um, either because of the action of the Baal, but most of the cases because the father is not present. Right? And then we spoke yesterday that each section of the, each section of this Brisa that's brought down from the Septa, that each one of them, what's the Kiddush in each aspect of the, uh, of the Gemara yesterday, and that's what the Ran spoke about. And I, I mentioned yesterday that the key issue that the Ran focuses on is Iklish, you know, the Kolishle, the Iklishle that he weakened the Nether, right? And that's what the Habamina and all these issues are that the Habamina or the Maskona has to do with the weakened form of the Nether. And since you have a weakened form of Nether or a possibility of a weakened form of Nether, therefore someone might lose their rights. So if you look in the, uh, before we start the Gemara, just look at the sheet quickly and you can see the Cases that are laid out here together. If you see number one, the first case that the Gemara brought down, right, was Bismach lo shama habal. Right there is where the husband never heard it come to me. Oh shishama, he heard it b'shatak. Oh shishama behefar, or he heard it and he was made fair. Umeis bovayom, and he died on that day. Right, so either he died prior to the, his expiration of his time, he never heard about it, or he heard about it and he was made fair. So there we said he broke the rishus la'av. The av has the ability to. Right to be made for the nether afterwards. Why? Why is that? The Ran says, right, the chiddush in this aspect of the um, of, of the Gemara is that even though the Avagav look aklish nether, here the nether is not weakened at all, right? Because the cases the Baal heard it, Vishotak, and he was silent. And nevertheless, the father can be right uh, made for it. So that's the, the issue. In the Ran, the Kiddush in this aspect is that despite the fact that the netter is in full force, because the husband did nothing, nevertheless the father has enough power to be made for the netter in that instant. It says, O Shishama Vehefer. Right, that's another aspect of that piece, but the, the piece here that he's focused on is O Shishama Vehshatak. Mm-hmm. And the Shama Vehshatak issue is what the Kiddush in this first part. Oh, I see, okay. It's, it's, you know, it's uh, less surprising that when Shama Vehefer. Right. Although the Ryan will find an issue with Shama behavior, because the Ryan that will be the next section, like number four. Number four is the next case, Shama Bala, right? The husband heard it, behavior law, and he was made for it. This is your question, speak. Below he speak Abushmah, made the Bala, and the father never heard about it, and the husband died. So this is the Kiddush. What's the Kiddush by the case where the husband was made for it, and the father did not hear it? So that's what the Ryan says. If you look in the Ryan, below he speak who the Chadid Halka. The Kiddush in this aspect of the Gemara is that Lohitzvik, the father, never had a chance to hear about it. Why is that a Kiddush? Because of that, since the first Sephar was good, never reached the second one, meaning the Av. The nether is weakened. It's only a tiny bit left. The name of the Av Porta came into Iklish, Kalish Leituva, Eno Kedai Lohisha La'av. Since it's such a little insignificant piece that's left over, it's possible that the father cannot inherit that right anymore. And so now, this is the opposite of what we had in the first case. In the first case, the Kiddush was that even though the nether is in full force, right, the father has the ability to be made for the nether when it's in full force, meaning that he doesn't, he can take over basically the husband's rights. 
and be made for the nether. In the second case, we're saying the Chiddush is that even though the, the Baal was made for the nether, and the nether went away, it's basically gone away from the Baal's perspective, nevertheless the father can still be made for the nether, not because you would think, oh, it's in a weakened state, of course he can do it. That would be a Kabbalah from the first case, right? The first case you can do it when it's in full force, of course when it's weakened he can do it, but the Ran says it's a Chiddush when it's weakened. What's the Chiddush when it's weakened? That he can actually get the right. Right? You have to have a right to inherit or to get from the Baal. But if the right doesn't exist, maybe it's just too insignificant or too weakened for him to actually inherit it. And that's the Kiddush of this aspect. Right? The number four, the fourth case that the Gemara brings down, is that the Kiddush of that aspect that what? That when you have a weakened nether, the father can still take possession of it. The last case, which is today's Gemara, this is the last case, number six, is Shema Biha, the father heard, then Hefer Law, and he was made for it. So as opposed to the, the husband hearing and being made for it, here the father is made for it. Although he speaks of Allah Shemad Shemait, and, the, and the, the husband dies and is not in the picture anymore. So there we say, Choser Abu Meifer Chel Koshobal. Right? The Peshamai says that the father can go back and be made for the portion of the Baal. So Amr Rabbi Nathan, Hain Hain Dibri Peshamai. That's the position of Dibri Peshamai. But Beishilo says you can't be made for it. What's the Machokas between Peshamai and Beishilo? That was Machokas, whether it's Mikos Gais or Miklash Polish. But you see what? According to Beishil, that's the, the problem in this last case is the weakened nether. So in the first two cases, we have a full force, full-fledged nether. In a full-fledged nether, the Ab is able to overcome that and be made for it. The second case, we have a, a nether that's been weakened, and yet, what? The father is able to inherit that right and still be made for it. In this last case, what's the problem? The problem is that the nether remains in its weakened state. Because in the first case, we thought maybe it would be too weak for the, about, for the husband to inherit it, but then we say, no, the Hamaskana, the husband died. When he died, his apara goes away. And therefore, the nether does still comes to the father. The problem in the last case is who weakens the nether? The nether is weakened by the father. And the father is still alive. So you can't say that the, that the death of the husband brings the nether back to its full force. That's not true anymore, because the one who made the hafar is not the one who died. And that's what Beis Hillel says in this last case. Since the father did the hafara, right, the father did the nullification, right, then the husband dies, he can't get the right from the husband, because the nether is now in this weakened state, and he cannot inherit the weakened nether. And so those are the three cases that relate to the father. In the first two cases, the father is able to get in possession, then one... Because, because in both those cases, the nether remains in its full force. Right? In the first case, because the Baal heard about it and never did anything. That's one. The second case, the Chiddush is, even though the Baal was miklish kolishlit, even though he weakened it, he dies. And when he dies, it returns back to its original state. Therefore, he can inherit. The last case, and this is where Beitzel's Chiddush is, right, that he weakened the nether, and then he's still alive. The one who died is not the one who weakened the nether. Therefore, the nether remains in its weakened state, and he's unable to get possession of it, the father. Since he's not able to get possession of it, he cannot be made to the nether according to Beit Hillel. According to Beit Shammai, he was a Mikas Goyit. The, the, the father cut it off. And therefore, the nether, for the half of the husband, remains in its full force. If that's the case, he can inherit it. When he can inherit that right, he can be made fair, the nether, according to Beit Shammai. And so those are the three cases that relate to the father. When it comes to the other three cases, if you look, number two also deals with the father. This is the obvious case. of Avalim Shama Vikayim. This is the Baal. The Baal hears about it and is Mikayim the nether. Or he heard about it and he was silent, but then he's waited. He didn't die till the next day. Then a shtika is the equivalent of a kiyum. 
So it's basically in those cases, the kiyum and yochla hefer, the, the husband, the father's out of the picture. Because the Baal took a positive action, in this case, we can't say that maybe he would have been made fair, maybe the, the father can't get, he, he exercised his right to block, and he did block it. So there's nothing to talk about. Now the next two cases are cases where the Baal is looking like the father. So in case number, number three, shama abiha v'heferla. The father hears about it and he does that fara. Well, he speaks Baal Shmo made the av. And the husband does not have enough chance to hear it until the father dies. So in this case, what's going to happen? We're going to think that the, this is the same Havamina we had in number four. Right? In the same case, number four, we had the Havamina what? That it's a weakened nether. It's a weakened nether. We suggested according to the, when the father had it right, maybe he couldn't inherit it because it was such a weakened nether. In this case, we're saying, oh, it's such a weakened nether. Maybe the husband can be made for it. It's so little, it's so insignificant. Maybe the husband can be made for the nether. Here's yeah. before we concluded that the death of the husband right. undid his... Uh, and that's the same thing. That'll be the same here. I'm talking about and the Havamina versus the Moscona. The Moscona, you're right. right. If you look in the last... Uh, here. If you look in the last... Towards the end of the round here. In that case number three, you'll see a few hachi, b'chi ma'isbe'i av, kamle nidra kara. Right? That's when the av dies. It goes back to its original state, the nether. That's what you're saying exactly, Shaul, right? That's what we conclude in number three. Same conclusion, I mean, number four, same conclusion here in number three. I'm just saying, what is the Havamina that the Baal should be able to do it? What the Havamina, according to the Ryan, is that in its weakened state, the Baal might, even though he can't be major in general, when they take over the Father's race, but here, since it's so weakened, maybe he could take it over. Maskona is, no. Even though it's a weakened state, right? That's the Havamina, if you look in the Ryan. Right? And that's, he says it a number of times. That these are a number of different runs. I, I put together, these are three different runs here. But he says it three different times, three different places, that the weakened status of this number three could maybe allow the husband to be made for it. And the Kamaskana is, no, that when the father dies, the, 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 the nether turns back to its original state. In its original state, the father could inherit it, but the Baal does not have that power. And that's what we talked about, the unevenness of the relationship here. So in a situation right? where uh, a woman and a man get engaged, and the father uh, passes away, right. and then the husband hears of Nadarim, there's no tikkun. That Nadarim never called men? No, maybe there is. If the father never heard about them, it may not be an issue. Because they, they're, they're not considered in existence, in some sense, until they, until they're heard. About, right? So then if the father never heard about them... Okay, well, if he did hear about them. them... Right, oh, if he heard about them, yeah. Then you're that's when Mark is. Right, that's or, when Mark or, is. If the, or if the girl was an orphan, and and the, the guy is, is, is married to the, to, the, to the orphan. Right. Well, then that depends how old she is, right? If she's a katana, no. If she's a... Her brother... As long as she's a katana. If she's a Bulgarian, then she marries herself off. Right, yeah. And according so then, to the... Then you may not be... ...that says, Be no levena is Tzvarim Shabitzina. Right. <laughs> then she, he really has no... Uh, no. Ability. I think your question is an interesting question. I don't, I don't know if this is what you're asking, but it is an interesting question. If the father, if she marries, and the father's dead, she mar- he, he marries an orphan... Right, and he has condition with her. Can he be made for recruitment? That's what I'm talking about. Right, so that's the question. I don't know. It's a good question because since the father's not in existence, maybe he has no right to get the, the whole reason he can get the code means because of the father. That's association the father. Maybe the fact that there is no father, maybe he can't. That's a good question. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but that's a good question. All right, I didn't see I didn't see that in the Rishona, but uh, we'll keep searching for you. All right, so that's case number three. So now you see that the, the Ran spends a lot of time. Why the Ran is so big on Samachenam and Bet is because of this number three and number four. He, he has the Havamin in both these cases is that we have a weakened nether. Right? That we have a weakened nether. And the Maskana is no, that when the person dies, the Zafara goes away, and we're back to a full fledged nether. 
But what is the Havamina when it's a weakened netter? The Ran gives two Havaminas. In the case by the father, when it's the father, he says the weakened netter he can't inherit. It's so insignificant, he can't inherit it. On the other hand, in our case here, with the Baal, who survives, right, he says it's so weakened, maybe the Baal could be made for it. Right, so he's playing both sides of the coin. And he, that's what the Ran spends time on, saying, I, I could base, look, I could you could say both sides. We, a weakened nether could be both insignificant in the sense that you can't inherit it, but also maybe insignificant in the right that the Baal could be made for it. Obviously, you can't have both, but that's the have meaning of these two cases, the Muskana, to exercise both sides of it, right? So therefore, in the end, the Muskana is that when he dies, the Farah goes away. When the Farah goes away, you have a full-fledged nether. Full-fledged nether, the father can inherit, and the Baal does not have the ability to be made for Then our last case is case number five. Case number five is Shoma Balav, a hate for law. The husband hears about it and is made for it. The father never hears about it until he dies. So again, Abahafa the Iklish late. This is another case in the Ryan. It says that it was, it's, it's a, an Iklish. But here, what's the south of the Aflamina? Came in the college late. Again, so here, this is even in a weaker case. Why is this case even weaker? Because the father never heard about it. In the other cases, Right? In the other case, the father did the hafara, and then he dies. When he dies, the hafara goes away, and the nether returns to its full-fledged state. In case number five, who did the hafara? The Baal. It's the husband who lives the hafara, who passes away? The father. When the father passes away, is the nether now returned to its original state? No. Because the hafara was done by the Baal. You have a weakened nether. So then with this, in this case, the last case, as opposed to case number four and three, where the weakened nether returns after the death to the original state, in the six and five, the weakened state remains because the one who dies is not the one who did the hafara. Right? So in that case, we would think maybe the Baal should have enough power to be made for the nether. The conclusion of the Gemara is no, the Baal doesn't have enough power to be made, made for the nether. And according to Beit Hillel, even the, even the father doesn't have a right to be made for it because when it remains in its weakened state, the father can't inherit it. Since he can't inherit it, he can't overcome that right, he can't be made for the nether. So again, the, five, the, the issue is that the Baal isn't Yerish the Nether. Uh, no, that he doesn't have power to, he needs the Shikhusa out. He's not able to exercise his own right to be made for the Klisha, the Nether, that weak Nether. He's, right. Either, you're right, because in the other side of the case we're saying the father can't inherit it. It's true. That might be a problem. The but they, the, the Gemara does not reject it for that reason. The Gemara rejects it from his inability to be made for the Nether. The, the Baal is not even strong enough to be made for such a weak Nether. That's what the Gemara says. So he needs the Shukla Even, if he, be able to Even if he was able to inherit it, he couldn't. But he couldn't do it because he doesn't have enough power to do it. Part of the case that Sphere was asking about was it would be if it would be like his number five, except that the father died before even the Baal heard about it. Right, I'm saying like case number five, but the father dies before even the Baal heard about it. Right, right. Case number five. Right, so that's a question. Whether the fact that the father dies, well, one is the codeman. So he's asking the codeman, you're asking even literally, if the father dies beforehand and then it's just the husband, I think it's fine. I think the husband can do it. I think the husband can deal with Nadarim. Once the father's out of the picture, as long as the Nadarim didn't exist, you know, that they weren't known about prior to this, it's not. But the codeman issue, which Svi asked, is a good issue because then his rights to codeman may only come from the father. According to some Mephorshim, there's no such thing as Beinola Beinola until they get married. There's no Beno the Beno. Right. I mean, it's the same, you're asking the same problem, which is that his, the, the husband's right to deal with Beno the Beno should only be from the time the relationship starts. Right? I mean, not from prior. Their marital relationship. I mean, from the suing. Right. Oh, right. From the suing stuff. Right. But that's even with Kiddushin. You could say that the relationship starts, you know, from Kiddushin. So why should he have any rights? Depending where you learn out. 
the rights of the husband. You can learn out the rights of the husband according to the Hanabari Shmuel. You learn it out from the Hekish between the father and the husband, Beinol the Beinah. And the other, the other Limud is from where? It's from in Beitish, in, uh, it's from the, uh, in Hayoti Aliish. Right? Depending where you learn it from, it might be that the husband has different rights in each of these cases. Because if you learn it from Beinol the Beinah, it might be that it's specifically premised on the relationship issue. If the relationship issue, then maybe it can't be made for reclaiming. If you say kind of every, if you say Hayotelish, maybe that those psukim literally say that the husband has rights to be maker. And once once we say he has rights, he can even do the code mean when the ob's out of the picture. Because normally the ob's there, but maybe he's out of the picture. It's a good question. Alright, just to lay it out again, we'll read the Gemara now quickly afterwards, but just to lay it out. You have a set of cases, right? We'll start from the bottom up. You have the last two cases, five and six, where the here the person who does the faro is still alive. So the person who does the faro is still alive, the one who died. Right? Well, it's not as hard. You have a weakened nether. Because the nether remains in its weakened state, that is what the failure is in these two cases. Basil says that's why the father can't exercise his rights, because he can't inherit that, that weakened right. And the husband can't be made fair, because the husband doesn't even have an ability to be made fair a weakened nether. That type of weakened nether. He's so, he's so, he's so impotent, you know, in terms of his ability to be, uh, made fair, that he can't even make for such a weakened state. Right? And then in four and three, right, the middle cases are, What's, what's, what's the fish in the middle case is that we would have thought since it's a weakened net there, right, since it's a weakened net there, that they should either, the father should not be able to inherit it, or that the husband should have the ability to be made for the net there. In that weakened state, the maskona is the one who died is the one who did the hafara. The one who died was the one who made the hafara. When he dies, the hafara is reversed, and the net reverts back to its strengthened state. So therefore, for the father, in the full-fledged nether can be inherited to him, and he can take care of it. The husband, that presents too big an obstacle. Even if it's in the full-fledged nether, the husband cannot be made for the nether. And the first case is a case where we have a full-fledged nether to start with, right? And that full-fledged nether to start with, if the Baal was made fair, right? Or not made fair, not really made fair, but he was shut up. He did nothing. Or the case where he's Mekayim. The case where he's Mekayim can't do anything now because he exercises veto right, it's over. But if he's shut up, he said when it's a full-fledged nether, then the father can take it. That's the finish of the first case. Even in a full-fledged state, the father can get, right, the exercise his rights. All right, so those are the, the three stages of the Gemara. Here we just laid out in the, uh, laid out in the chart. Hopefully it makes it a little easier to uh, see what the Gemara did over here and see why the Ran was struggling so much with the Gemara. All right, uh, we'll just read it inside. I'll just read this Gemara inside just for you. I mean, you know it now because we, we just read it, but just to, for today's talk, we'll start with the last case. Shama Abiha. And the father heard of it of a hate for law, and he was made for it. Lo speak So who dies? The husband dies, even though the father was named Achimais. Hoser Abu Mayfair. He's often go back and do a fara. That's only according to Beit Shammai. Why? Because Beit Shammai and Yochalafir. He can't be made for why? Shmami no. Beit Shammai because Goy is Beit Shammai Miklash Kolish. Shmami no. That's the difference between them. Beit Shammai believes that when you're made for the nether, you cut it in half. So if you cut an app, when the father was made for the nether, he cut his piece off. But the husband's piece remained in full force. That the father can inherit. That's why he can be made for it. According to Basila, when you take the made for the nether, when the father's made for the nether, he's Miklash Kolish. He weakens the nether. So you have a sub, you know, you have a subpar nether that's remained. That subpar nether cannot be inherited. And therefore, when the husband dies, the father can not get a hold of the right that he needs to be made for the nether. And that's why Basila holds you cannot be made for in this case. Right, and that was uh, case number six that we mentioned in our chart, so you just can see it. All right, next question in the Gemara. The question in, in Beis Hillel, though, which we haven't addressed, is how can Beis Hillel say Miklash Kalish? How come it's what? How could Beis Hillel say Miklash Kalish? Where Why does not? he get the uh, 
Or does he have the right to say that the father's actions impinge upon the Baal's rights? Where does well, it's he not get the Baal. Here the father is the one who's made for and the Baal dies. No. In other words, when, when the father is made for, it's Miklash Kalish, the entire netter. The entire netter. What, what gives Basil the right to say that the, that the father's actions uh, invade the sphere well, of that, the, the, the Baal's sphere of influence. That's the Gemara's original question of how Haforo works. I mean, when you have joint ownership, right, you can okay, have. Okay, we answer it. We okay. say that Basil says Miklash Kalish, Basil says uh, Miklash Kalish, but we don't say what the mechanism is. Right, I mean, but that's a, it's a logical, the, the question of the Gemara is a logical question of how you view joint ownership. Whenever you have joint ownership, do we say that each of us owns 50% of the item, and therefore when we can. But when we exercise our rights, we exercise our right only with regards to that 50%. Or do we say we both fully own, right? We both 50% own 100% of this, right? That was the Ron Chiddush by Chatzir. Right? Everybody else said, no, the Chatzir splits in half into 50-50. I mean, that we're trying to divide up the Chatzir and the, the Huvra Dabar is that this is my 50 and your 50. The Ron says, no. We always own, each of us always owns 100%. The differentiation is when do I use it and when do you use it? In this okay. case, though, it doesn't go both ways. So, um, what do you mean it doesn't go both? The bow can be Miklish colors. The bow is able to weaken it and weaken it the oh, same because amount. because the father's rights are stronger, you yes, can deal with exactly. it. exactly. That's the issue. You're asking me why is it not even according to Basello. That's a good question. And that's what we explained yesterday, that the father and the bow are not equal. If they were equal, your question is about, it's a good question, why the, the cases don't come out the same. The problem is, or not the problem, the issue is, and we, we said this before we started, that the father has much stronger rights than the husband. And that's like Muscam Lakal. But the father's clearly has like 75% and 25%. That's more of what the balance is rather than 50-50. I'm making up the percentages, but I'm just saying that the father clearly has greater rights than the, the husband has over here. And that's, that, it makes somewhat of sense, you know, only because the father already, like you, I think you were well, suggesting, yeah, exactly. His rights are already established and you're trying to take away his rights, whereas the husband is the new one entering, the new, it's like the new partner. New right, the new partner, you know, it's a junior partner coming like, in, and really. he's the senior partner, and that changes as he gets married, you know, I mean, as you go through the stages. All right, now the Gemara asks a question. Okay, so now this is a question. We've made an assumption in our Gemara until this point that if you're Mekayim the Nether, that you could go get a Petach to the Hakama, and that you could go get and reverse your Hakama to Nether. Right, it was the case we had two days ago on the Daf, right, where he was Mekayim the Nether, and there was a Hafara, does he have to the, that we had the Makhomus Mishon, what the conclusion of the Gemara was, but we said that if the Shnei Bavat Akhat, what does this Akhama do when he's made for the Akhama, what happens? The question is, can you even be made for Akhama? Like that's the, we didn't address that issue. So, Imtim Salomar, if you say there is such a thing as Shalom Hakim, so now the Gemara is basically assuming there is such a case, that a Hakim, Hakamas and Nedar, is somewhat akin to taking a Nedar. Since you're making the nether, it's, it's, if you took a, you're doing a positive action. If you're doing a positive action, you can go back and say, I regret, or I made a didibatos, and therefore I want to under, I want to reverse that which I did earlier. Right? This is following, just following the Rambam's basic sheet that we've mentioned this in the past. Whenever the Gemara says intim saloma and moves on, the Rambam always passes like the intim saloma. He says the Gemara has now concluded that section, and as, as the next question is the, the question posed. Not everybody learns that way. When the Gemara concludes the takeo after a series of intim salomars, some have shown and believe that the takeo on the whole set. The Rambam believes intim saloma means the Gemara concluded that section. So that's what we're saying. So far, the Gemara says since it's a positive action, that game is Shayla. But how fair? Right? Is Shalab Hefer or ain't Shalab Hefer? This is an amazing question. If you do a Hafara, can you do ha- can you do a uh, can you do Shalas and Nether or can you not do Shalas and Nether? Right? It's a difficult it's difficult to even con- you know conceptualize why by Hafara should you be able to 
be uh, make him and it be reversed that because it's a in a sense sense it's a negative action. I mean, you're taking your part. You're removing her nether, right? You're not doing something a positive where you're making something. You're establishing something. You're actually undermining something, right? So then to come to reverse that undermining, look, you can understand he made it. He had to say something. He he did something in action, but the action is a negative action. Are we talking Therefore, about where the arus does it or where a husband does it? Either. When a husband does either. it, it's well, fully Mufar. But when yeah. an Arus does it, it's half Mufar. But either case, no, what about even more? What about if the Arus and the father? Both are made. Both, both are made. Can you. Right, that's the Shayla here. Can but, you go and undermine it? Can you go do a pet up no, not, not, not just half of it, but. Right, the whole thing. Can they both go back? I mean, that, that's the question here. Does it work at all with Hafar? Mar says, Pashwan and Ryoko, Nishal and Ahekim, and Nishal and Ahekim. Look, I don't know. The, the, it seems like the conclusion is pretty straightforward. Maybe the Gemara doesn't give a logic. I mean, the logic seems obvious, but the the answer to Rabbi is that you can do Shayla Hataras. You can do Hataras Chacham by when you're doing something positive, when you're making the net. When you're doing Afara, there's nothing to talk about because you've undermined the nether. You want to be making the nether. And you're like, think about it. If you did Afara, you want to be making the nether. Just take the nether again. Right? There's an easiest way to get around this. Meaning that if you sit back and she, she took a nether. And then he's made for the nether. Just take the nether again if you want the nether to be in a place. That doesn't work by making. If you want to be made for the nether and you're making the nether, you've done something positive where the nether now stands. Right? So you can't go back and say, oh, be made for the nether. Now you can't do that. You have to, right? The only way to undo that is to be undermine the, uh, kium that you did. So that's, that would be the difference, to me at least logically, between the, uh, between the two cases. Alright, uh. Also, on the other, the flip side of that is, when you're making the nether, you don't need to be making the nether. If no one's making, I mean, if you're then, silent, then, then, then the nether stands. The default We state. don't need you. Right. Uh, since we don't need you, we can do away with, with your, with your hakama. Uh huh. I don't, I, right, that's harder. I, I hear what you're saying. Well, I'm not sure that should be a reason to be not to the nether. It's a weaker act right. on the part of the bow. Right. It is. It's, it's a less significant act. And right, but that should make it less likely that you can be a petach. Right. I mean, I pointed out the Ran. The Ran says the Havamina is that it's clear by Hafara you can't make it, you can't be a petach the The only reason is is because it's a pasuk over here says Isha Yikimenu Isha Yiferenu and pasuk Yedalit. A man can be making it and he can be made for it. So there's a hekish between hekim and Hafara. So that's what the Ran says. The Ran says that the Gemara never thinks you can do a petach the by Hafara. Just the point is that the Gemara thinks you can do it by Hekim. Since you can do it by Hekim, maybe that, that Hekish allows you to do it by Afar, even though it's not a logical thing to do. And the Gemara's conclusion from Rabbi Yochanan is that we don't, that, that, that Hekish is not active in this situation. That we don't say the Hekish applies in this situation. Alright. Next. Only gets better. Hi, Rabba. Kaim Laichi. Kaim Laichi. Alright, so this we had earlier in the Gemara, where, should, where this person says, Shvush lo echel, shvush lo echel. He takes two shvuas, and then he does a petach for the first net, for the first shvua. Does the second shvua take effect? So there are two possibilities, from a logical standpoint, before you look in the Gemara, right, you have two possibilities. When you take two nidarim, or take two shvuas, you can look at it one of two ways. Right, we know there's ain shvua chal al shvua. Right, so ain shvua chal al shvua, when you take the second shvua, is the second shvua therefore meaningless? Because I took a first shvua, when I take the second shvua, it's meaningless, and it's as if I said nothing, right? Or do we say no? The first, the second, right? It's porech ba'avir, which was the term that they, they used over there. Okay, that the second shvua is meaningless right now. It's only meaningless because there's a blocking. There's something blocking. What's blocking it? The first shvua. But that means it will wait. It's in, right? It's in the holding pen, right? Until we decide what happens with the first shvua. Once the first shvua is eliminated, then we can have the second shvua, right? Take impact. 
That was the question we had. Our Gemara concluded that Shavuot 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 If you get a Torah for the first Shavuot, the second Shavuot is Chal. It's Korech Beard waits to be Chal until you're made to the Nether. Same thing about Koma. So by Rabba, Kayim Laichi, Kayim Laichi, Benishal HaKoma Rishonah Mao. What's going to happen by the second one? Tashma. Everything or just by the series? Say anything. Many two Shavuot. Shavuot 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 Same thing. Say Korech Beard. You know, we say Baruch Baruch. No, by Nazirus, you have a different issue, which is that they can actually be Chal, because you can have two Nether Nazirus be Chal in substance, in, in, uh, consecutive, right? That's what was different about Nazirus. Right, alright. Um, so I'm quoting, this is the Gemara we saw earlier, and you said that when you, when you mat your Nether on the first one, the second one takes effect. And so just like it works by Shavuos, it's gonna work like by Hekin. That when you have two, when you have two Akamas, Right, then if you eliminate the first comma, the second one will take effect. It's not as if the second statement you made is meaningless. The second statement is just waiting. It's holding on until you, it has a way to be hot. Right. So you can then subsequently eliminate that one also? If you get a hot heart of the second one, right. Exactly. If he says, I'm a kaimit for you, and I am made for it. Guess what? The comma won't work unless the hafara works. Alright, Mahu, what's the din here? All right. Now this is a it's an interesting case. They're going to be they're going to bring up a machlokes that we've seen earlier. Let's read. I'm going to read through the Gemara until its conclusion. The Gemara reads pretty fast, and then we'll go back and discuss what the issues are exactly how the Gemara lays out. Tashma. We cloaked the Rabbi Meir of Rabbi Yosi. This is a, uh, something we've seen in the machlokes of Rabbi Meir of Rabbi Yosi. Where have we seen this machlokes of Rabbi Meir of Rabbi Yosi before? Right. The machlokes in Tumor, We had it earlier in the Gemara. It's about Tofes Lashon Rishon or Tofes Lashon Akron. When a person says contradictory statements, right? When he makes two statements that are contradictory, does the person, do we say that whatever he said first is what's tokiv is in effect, and the second thing he says is a reversal and it doesn't work because he can't reverse it? Or do we say when a person makes a statement that as such, he really means to say both, but he's unable, it's humanly, it's physically impossible for him to say the two items in a single moment. So he says them sequentially, not because he believes one and then the next, but because he wanted to put both of them into effect. That's called Tobes Ap Tobes Lashonachron, right? That's Rabbi opinion. So that's what it's not. Harizuch Mu'atola Tumurat Shlamim. Person who says, this is a Tumuratola Tumurat Shlamim, right? Then Harizuch Tumuratola, Dib Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says it only becomes a exchange for an Ola, not an exchange for Shlamim. Why? Because Tobes Lashonachron. When he said Tumuratola, he did a full action. Now when he says Tumurat Shlamim, he's trying to reverse it. You can't reverse it. Once it's an Ola, you can't make it into a Shlamim. Right, he says, well, even though you can't do that up front, the guy couldn't say Tmurat Olan Shlamim because you can't say it. You can't say Oba Shlamim in one, in one breath, right? It doesn't happen. So what does he say? He says Tmurat Tmurat Shlamim. And he meant to make this single animal to both an Ola and a Shlamim. So what do you have to do? You have to wait for a moment, sell it, and then split the, the proceeds, one for a Shlamim and one for an Ola. So that's why. Therefore, he is Shnei Kechad Barav Kayamim. His whole full statement will be Kayam. But I feel it may be Mer Lok Amar Delo Amar Lo Tichuzel Ipin Chalazu. Right? Right? Aval Hachad Amar Lo Tichol Akamal Ipin Chalafara Rabbi Meir Nami Modeh. Over there, Rabbi Meir, right, only says it because what? That he didn't make a specific Tanai in his statement. He said, Tumrat Allah and Tumrat Shlamim. So he made, it, he made a sequential statement, and he did not connect the two statements. Right? He had no t'nai in those statements. Therefore, we say the first one is in togif, the second one is a reversal of his first statement. It doesn't work. But in our case over here, he says, first he says, what does he do? He says hakama, then he says hafara, but after that he says that the hakama is taloi on the hafara. So he connects the two back together again. 
So even Rabbi Meir will be Moda in the case where you connect them together that he really is, he is, right, his intention is that he wants to affect both of them. Rabbi Meir wouldn't you have to state that condition first? Right, that's an interesting question. The Gemara here has to state that tonight at the end, but that's again because he can't say it beforehand. You might be at other issues, but again, it's tonight, it's B'nai Gad, B'nai Rubain, which requires that tonight you say Amaisa. There are other conditions that, without getting into the halakhas of tonight, where you might have problems here, because you might have to have tonight go to the Amaisa, especially according to Rabbi Meir, who I think holds up all the same right, B'nai Rubain, he may need a tonight couple, but leaving all those things out, say that he does it right, assuming he does it right, that even Rabbi Meir might be Moza in this case. Okay? The Aparachalot. So now, uh, that's the end of the Gemara Ellen But why? Why would it apply according to Rabbi Meir? Why would the Hafara apply? Okay, hold on a second. Abal Hafa, Damar Loti Chola, Kama Ellen Kain, Aparachalot, Rabbi Meir, Nami Moda. The Aparachalot, that it works. Okay, that's the conclusion of the Gemara. Alright, now, what happened in this Gemara? Alright, that's the bigger question. See, I think maybe you're asking that question. But what exactly, how are we comparing this to Timurat Shlamim and Timurat Allah? And how do you have Kala? The two are different. Why are they different? Because you can never have the Afara and the Hakama be together. As opposed to Shlamim and Allah, where the two could be at the same time, they could be simultaneous, that is not true of Hakama and Afara. So what exactly is going on in the Gemara? And that's what the, the, the round over here spends some time. It shows that, that the question in the Gemara here is not about whether it's, that it's, by definition, it's Mufar. And the Gemara is not a question about whether they're both Mikuyam or not Mikuyam. If you look in the Ran, uh, again, Iran has his good statement here on Samach Tadam and Aleph. The Ran, the third line from the bottom there, the third line from the bottom in the Ran on Samach Tadam and Aleph. He says, Hazina Bahak Baya, right? The Vaid Pashtin and Bahai the Kamai, Mile Delonihire. Again, he makes this statement. This is the second time, the, the third time this Ran said it in the last two Dapim. But he said, Mishonim have said many things about this, but make no sense. Shemachim Pashtin and Bahai the Kamai. I'm going to explain what I really think. Right? And, uh, the, again, so the Rabbah, so listen to this, the Rabbah Pshitalei, there's no question, according to Rabbah, that the Akama does not work here. Okay, that's for sure. The only question is, He says, either way, no matter which two of these sides, what's the case? If the Hafara works, then by definition, the Akama does not work. Right? And if you say, right, that's one side of it, the Akama must be let's skip to the next way. Second line in the line here. This is the second word in the line. If the far doesn't work, there was a tonight. So that if there's no hafar, there's no hakama. So he said the cheat delay the rabba that there's no hakama here. So what is the question of rabba? Because the way he, he stated it, right, he meant that the Hakama has to take effect before, because he said them in order. He said Hakama, then Afar, but then he made the Tanai. So when he said that tonight, we know for sure that Hakama is not working. The question is, does Hafara work here or not? Is Hafara meaningless? Because why? He says, I have to have that, because I said it, Hakama first, then Hafara. He meant that Hakama should take first, and then Hafara, which can't happen. Since that can't happen, there is no Hafara either. Or, because he put the tonight, the end, he said that the Hafara only works if the, if the, Hakama I mean, Hakama only works if the Hafara works, means the Hakama doesn't work, but the Hafara does work. And since the Hafara works, it's a good Hafara. Now, now, we have to understand what's the comparison to the case of Tmurat Shlamim, right, or Tmurat Ola. So that, uh, 
Here, it'll come up around one little bit. So, oh, here, so if you look in the, line, the widest lines in the Ran, one line up from the widest lines in the Ran, the Chol Modim. You see that? The Chol Modim, one line up from the widest lines in the Ran, about Chol Modim. The Chol Modim, the Omer Tuchuzu, Tuchuzu, this is in the case of Tumor Shlamim Tumor Shlamim. If you say this should happen and then this should happen, Dipre Chol Taposlosh and Rishon, that the first one works. Even Rabbi Yossi is going to agree in that case, that what? That, that it's the Taposlosh and Rishon. The Akhil Rabbi Yossi Modim, Shum, the Yafshar, the Bata, the Chadli, Tumor Shlamim, so you can't do that. So if you say and then uh, that doesn't work because once the first one takes effect, the second one can't take effect. Even Rabbi Yossi agrees to that. Once the first one takes effect. What's the difference? Is he actually saying Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then in the case, even Rabbi Meir is going to agree in a case where you say this will not take effect unless the other one takes effect. But they both work. Meaning that if you make the, your statement, when you make the statement of Shalom and Allah, you make it clear that you will only have the second one effective if the first one is effective, or the first one effective only if the second one is effective, and it's clear that you're doing it with, right? You're trying to do it together. You're trying to have them be simultaneous. In that case, even Rabbi Meir agrees that it works. So here we have Rabbi Yossi agreeing when you say, if you say them sequentially, and you make it clear you're doing it sequentially, even Rabbi Yossi agrees. If you make it clear that you're doing it simultaneous, then even Rabbi Meir agrees. So where is there Machlokes? Right? If you skip down one line from where we are in skip down one line. No Nechluku. El Bomer Tmurat Tmurat Shlamim. The only case where they argue is where you say Tmurat and Tmurat Shlamim. Why? Because you could have said Tmurat Olah Ushlamim. If you really wanted them to be simultaneous, you would have said Tmurat Olah Ushlamim. The fact that you added the extra word Tmurat is the problem here. But Meir says, by the addition of the extra word Tumurah, it means that you are Choser B'dvarav. You're trying to go back on what reversed your original statement. Because you're trying to go back on your original statement, does not work. Rabbi Yossi says, no, this guy thought that you have to say the word Tumurah for it to work. So when he said Tumurah, Allah, Tumurah Shlamim, it's the equivalent of saying Tumurah, Allah, Ushlamim. He added the extra word Tumurah not to be Masik, to reverse it, but to say that it's as strong as the first one. And therefore, it's Tafus Afrishnei Dvarav, right? He's, he's both. So now, if here we go, you skip down another three lines in the round from where we are now. It's the last two words on the line. Amal Plutayu. You see that? Amal Plutayu. Amal Plutayu. To Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi, Talia, B'motzi, Shnei, B'hoshem, Ospetiv. That, there, my focus has to do with when you put out, when you say two things from your word. Does one happen after the other or they happen simultaneous? It's impossible to say them simultaneously. According to Rabbi Yossi, our Gemara, a question of Rabbah is not even a question. Why? He didn't say after a kama. He meant to say it at once. Therefore, it for sure works. Because if you're doing them simultaneous, right, then for sure the hafara works and the kama does not work. Because the kama is totally on the hafara. Since the kama is totally on the hafara, the hafara stands. It does, in this, in the case of the words, in the case of the word, there is a possibility to have both of those stand. Well, that's what the Quran is saying. That's why by Rabbi Yossi, it's not a question. Agamar is not a question at all, because if they were, if they happen simultaneously, hafar is going to take precedence. Why is hafar going to take precedence? Because you have that tonight that says that the hakama will only work if the hafara works. So since that's the case, hafara will go first, and if hafara goes first, then you're okay. And to Rabbi Meir, we answer up that he holds the same condition of Rabbi Yossi, and that's what the Ran said above, that even Rabbi Meir admits in this case that it's the equivalent of a simultaneous 
statement. Why? Because you said, Lotokuzu, Elohim Kain, Takal, Zu. In that case, Ramir agrees that it's simultaneous, and Ramir does not say, Takal, Nuzasan, Rishon. And that's the conclusion of the Gemara. Alright? Uh, if you look, uh, Right, so the, the Ran points out that the Rebbe Meir's, later on the Ran points out that the Rebbe Meir's position in Tmura is all because he added the word Tmura, right? The extra word Tmura. In our case, he's not adding any extra words. So why should it be in that case? He says no, because over here, he says there's no extra words to add. That's what the Ran says. By Tmura, you could say Tmurat Olah Shlamim, or Tmurat Olah Tmurat Shlamim. That's what drives Rebbe Meir's opinion. In our case, over here, right, Halka Shi'ev Shalakama Parla Chulka Akat, Afiu Balablish Neyseira, and that, if, that if, since Hakam and Afara can never coexist, right, therefore, the extra Lashon is not meaningful, number one. And number two is you don't need the Zechazet. To have it be Vatachas, you don't need it to be Zechazet also to work. So the Gemara has a principle, we're going to see this tomorrow's Gemara, that when something is, can work only simultaneously, only if it works sequentially. If Hakam and Afara cannot work sequentially, how can they work with Vatachas? That's the Ryan says, no. Only when something has the possibility of working sequentially, do you have to have it work sequentially in order to work simultaneously. But Hakam and Afar never have the possibility of being working sequentially, and therefore, that condition will not be a condition in order for it to happen simultaneously. I, I would say the, that the word lefi is equivalent to Tzmore over there. It's just Kayim lefi, umufar lefi. You could just say Kayim umufar lefi. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. All right, anyway, so that's the explanation of the Sugya. We got the Sugya so far. Quran explains the sugya. Number one is that there's no question when you do this hakama hafara, you know, this tali of echad b'sheni. No question about the hakama does not work. And he says mimanafsha, either because right the hakama was tali on the hafara and the hafara worked, so therefore there's no hakama, or neither worked because if neither worked, the hafara is not there. The hakama is not there, so the hakama is not a question. The only question is the hafara. The hafara we bring machlokus Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Meir, and we say, listen, we know by by machlokus Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yosi that it depends when you say two simultaneous two contradicting statements in some sense are you really saying them what a reversal of your previous statement or are you right trying to do them simultaneously so which of the way so according to Rabbi Yossi it's clear that you're trying to do them simultaneously and therefore in our case it'll work and according to Rabbi Yossi it's not a question that Afar works because when you do it simultaneously the Afar takes precedence because you tell it you're mid that Hakam with Afar and therefore the Afar works according to Rabbi Meir is the question because Rabbi Meir says Tafas Loshan Rishim so when you said the Afar first then you said the hafara, and then you made the tnai, maybe you meant for the hafara to work, then the hafara, and only the hafara then to go back and make the tnai on the hafara. So maybe because of that, Tavos Lashon Rishon, if that's the case, then the hafara doesn't exist. Because if the hafara went first, then the hafara has nowhere to go, and if the hafara is not there, because the hafara is not there either. That was the tnai, but the hafara, the hafara, the hafara is also not there. I mean, that you have neither work, because of Rabbi Meir. The Mark's conclusion is no, that even Rabbi Meir is moda, even Rabbi Meir agrees, when you put in a condition that's such that you're trying to do it simultaneously. Their makhluk is between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi in the end is only in a case where you do this tumores olah, tumores shlamim, where you do this extra lashon, and the question is, are you interrupting or are you trying to do it simultaneously or sequentially? And that's the, that's the conclusion of that piece of Kumar. I don't think it's so simple, but if we explained it according to the Ran, I think uh, it's, you know, we got the, the basic highlights, the, the, the uh, way to read this Kumar. All right, now, the next statement of the Gemar, Tashma. Gemara says, oh wait, hold on. I'm in the next case in the Gemara. All right, Bai Rabba, Kaim Umafar Laiki Bavat Akat. What happens if he says, this is like Shoal, what you're suggesting, by the way, because here it says Kaim Umafar Laiki versus Kaim Laiki Umafar Laiki. I think it's a good point. Now, Bai Rabba, 
the only difference, again, I, I only point out the difference is that Kaim and Mufra cannot coexist. And so maybe the extra lesson is meaningless, and I think that's the Ron suggesting it. But Kaim and Mufra likely Bavadakas Mahu. He says to me simultaneously, what is it? Since they can't exist one after the other, they can't be, right, Bavadakas. Right? Since a, you can't be Mekayimit and then Mekayimit, or Mekayimit and then Mekayimit, since you can't do that, then you can't have them be Sal simultaneously. As opposed to if you had Tumurat in Tumurat Shalamim and then Tumurat Allah, or Tumurat Shalamim and then Tumurat Allah, since they could exist one after the other, right, then they can exist Bavadakas. Right? Alright, uh, alright, um, you know what, alright, I'll ask the question and then we're gonna just, we're gonna stop because the Gemara continues all the way to the mission on the next page. He says that it'll be Mukuyam today, what does that mean? It's Mufar tomorrow. He didn't say that. He just said, is the equivalent of being silent today. When you're silent on the day of the net, what happens? It's automatically default Mukuyam forever. Right, so the same thing here. When it's mekayimit for the day, it's as if he turned on the default. Once the default's on, he becomes mekuyam forever. So, do we infer from the statement of kaim lechi that it means mufar afterwards, or do we mean that once he's mekayimit, then it switches on to the default? Well, can he, he be mefer tomorrow? Uh, no. If, I made for it tomorrow. No, but it doesn't work. Maybe it would work there. Why? We'll see in the case yeah, later on. If he says, if he says, so if if he he says on the same day he hears it. I'm maybe for you effective as of tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, right. That's the question doesn't have No, but maybe because what we're saying now is that he wants that to remain in place forever. That's the default of the Qiyum, right? But if he clearly states that it's Mufar from here on in, it's not clear that his Qiyum was really a Qiyum. So, that means, so you have to say that the major is from today, not from tomorrow. No, but that might be enough because that might be enough to say that he's really not mekayim the nether because the nether is not mekuyim in that no, state. No, but if he's not made, he's not mekuyim. No, he's not being made for tomorrow. No, but he's not being made for tomorrow. He's saying today, as of today, as of today, it's mufar from tomorrow. Question: Would you do that? Right. I'm saying that the Gemara's question. The Gemara's going to get to other questions and more. The Gemara's going to get to that. I'm, I'm in the intimate Salomar. The Gemara's going to go to the other questions. Because the kiyom is not a kiyom. Because the kiyom is not a kiyom. It's as if the hafara. Because a kiyom means I'm a kiyom it forever. Right. That's the definition of kiyom. Right. So now the Gemara says, okay, but when he says kiyom without hafara in it, okay, now what does he mean? Does he mean it's mekuyim today? And once it's mekuyim today, the default situation comes as mekuyim forever? Or do you mean that it's mekuyim today? And then it's a fara tomorrow. If he does that, then he hasn't done a real kiyum. Because a kiyum means I'm mekayim it forever. So I failed because I wasn't mekayim it forever. So that's the equivalent of a fara. Because if I say it doesn't work from tomorrow and on, it's as if I said it's not going to work. It's as if it's not a good net. That's what it means. It doesn't mean a fara, it doesn't mean kiyum. So if he explicitly said that it was a fara, maybe that would be a hafara. The question is, if when he says kiyum, and then he says, Right, he doesn't say the hafara piece of it. What did he mean by that? What we, then we have to assume what he meant in the second half. And then we'll do it tomorrow. The market gets down to small, smaller, minutiae of the relationship between kiyom and hafara. Right, let's stop here.